Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurgat Deus Dissipentur de Nemici Eius, et Fugianchio Deronteum Afacia Eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. For those who are still under the delusion that it's only the guys in the upper echelons who are a problem, I'm hoping that this episode will dispel that from you. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michal Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas deprecamur, tuque princeps militae caelestis, santana maliosque spiritus malignos, que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cordiesus sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancti Iosef, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende pacem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> I've done several episodes, and I'm sure, i got to be honest with you, I'm fairly certain that they have to, on some level, be off-putting. To be sure. We want to believe that the nation's law enforcement agents, be they federal, state, or local, have our best interests in, in heart, have our best interests in mind, genuinely wish to defend truth, justice, and the American way. <clears throat> well, in case you hadn't noticed, recently, even Superman isn't defending truth, justice, and the American way. Superman is now all about a better world. Wonder where you got that from. It's important to understand that our biases can be dangerous, okay? And I say this obviously about myself as well, because my experiences have given me a distinctively different bias when it comes to law enforcement, etc., and I'm fully aware of it. I'm fully aware of the fact that I am now biased in an opposite direction than what I was. <clears throat> Provides me with a little bit of conflict because I have two cousins who are in law enforcement. Thankfully, one of them's retired and I'm not entirely sure what the other one's doing. But he's also law enforcement down in Florida and if I remember correctly, he's a local Smokey, so We'll see. <clears throat> it's... Okay, so... 
you got guys like Tim Pool talk about an optimism bias and a normalcy bias and stuff like that. And these are real, okay? We do actually generally have an optimism bias. Now, there is an opposite to the optimism bias, which many people are now beginning to uh, pick up, which is now the pessimism bias. <clears throat> and we have to be careful about a pessimism bias as well. Because a pessimism bias, bias can be just as detrimental, just as blinding as an optimism bias. Now, as Catholics, we are supposed to have an optimism bias. We are called to have an optimism bias. <clears throat> You're like, Caleb, that sounds crazy. Yes, it sounds crazy. We are not to infer motive. Particularly when it comes to assessing the behaviors of another person. However, it is different when you assess the behaviors of a political body, of a corporate body, of a governmental body. Because you don't have to assess the motives of the individuals. The individuals can, of course, be motivated by the best of intentions. Doesn't, doesn't make what they're doing right, but they can be motivated by the best of intentions. The problem that I run into is that the only way that you shake people out of those good intentions, those evil deeds that are done with good intentions, is you call them out on the evil. So, for example, the FBI and the ATF destroyed Waco. They murdered women and children, dozens of women and children. This is a fact. Now, whether they thought they were doing the right thing or not is immaterial. The fact is they murdered dozens of women and children. They've never been called to account. None of the investigating agents have been called to account. None of the, none of the enforcement agents on the scene have been called to account. The commander on the scene was not called to account. The bureau directors were not called to account. Then there was the bombing of the Atlanta Games. They pinned it on a guy. The guy is quite clearly not guilty. And no one has been called to account. None of the investigators, none of not the senior agent in charge, not, or special agent in charge, not the bureau chief, not the not the department head, not the, the Atlanta director, not the FBI director. You pinned it on an innocent man. Why? Actually, forget about why. Who cares about why? The fact is, they did it. There's some question about the Oklahoma City bombing. Did Timothy McVeigh do it? Very probably. Was he a right-wing extremist? No. He was actually borderline communist. He was one of theirs. I hope to get some more information about it. It happened at a time when we know the government was corrupt as all get out. And here's how you can tell. So The X-Files was a very popular show up until 2001. And the reason why The X-Files was a very popular show was because it was spitting truth. It was spitting truth about a corrupt organization. And yes, there was these fictional things about aliens and religious yada and all that other stuff, right? But at its heart, 
The story of the X-Files is the story of a corrupt organization, a broken organization, being manipulated by nefarious entities. <clears throat> and that was a fact. We can go back into the history of the FBI. In fact, let's, real quick, let's take a walk down memory lane. 1924, J. Edgar Hoover, a homosexual cross-dresser, corruptocrat, manages to get approval for the creation of a Bureau of Investigation that now becomes the FBI. He has files and documents and dossiers on all of the important people at the time. He's going after the mob, ostensibly. But he's also going out to casinos and gambling. He's also being catered to by the mob. Being catered to in the most malignant ways. See, because J. Edgar Hoover was very likely a pedophile. Excuse me, let me be more specific. He was very likely an ephebophile, which is common among pederasts. It is common to go after boys who are post-adolescent, pre-age of majority. That is a common thing. It's not in every case, but it is not uncommon. And we know this, of course, in the Catholic world, because that was the particular delicacy of one Theodore McCarrick. It also represented 86% of the sex abuse scandals within the church. The sex abuse scandals, 86% of the time, was of a teenage boy. Young seminarians, young men. That is the target audience, that is, not the target audience, the target group. So it's not a very big stretch to say that J. Edgar Hoover being a homosexual was probably in particular a consumer of that particular delicacy. I do hope by using the verbiage I am that it is imparting a particular level of disgust on you. So if you're wondering, why is he saying it like that? That's so gross. That's so disgusting. It's so contemptible. It's supposed to be. That's why these podcasts drop at midnight. It's not for children. Children's shows don't drop at midnight. They drop at like 8 o'clock in the morning. This is not a children's show. <clears throat> now, the mob catered to J. Edgar Hoover's particular tastes. While at the same time, too, also making sure that when he went into one of their casinos, he won. And while prohibition was a thing, it wasn't a thing with him. By the way, you know, I don't want to digress. I could talk about Harvey Milk. We'll come back to that. Interesting that we now have a Navy vessel named after that schmuck. But whatever. <clears throat> so, J. Edgar Hoover remains the head of the FBI for 50 years. Basically from 1924 to 1975. Imagine all of the dossiers he managed to be able to go through during that time period. I mean, you're talking about the McCarthy era. You're talking about, um, you know, John Kennedy. You're talking about John Kennedy's assassination. If you don't think he knew who assassinated John Kennedy, I think you'd be full of it. You, you, honestly, like, let's be real. You'd be deluding yourself. He absolutely knows 
those dirty little secrets. He also probably knows precisely or knew precisely why. And since I'm reasonably certain that he was an unrepentant up to the day he died, confidently I can say he's probably in hell. We could swing through, let's see, what happened to the FBI director who was the director during Waco? Anything bad happened to him? Weird. No. You probably don't even know his name. I don't recall his name. I don't particularly care. But I do know that he was followed by Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller, who's famous for, we're just, you know what, we'll put it in the nicest possible terms, botching the Whitey Bulger case. Whitey Bulger, Boston mob. We're going to leave it as he botched that. He botched that and then he became the FBI director on September 4th, 2001. Appointed by George W. Bush. September 4th, 2001. One week before 9-11. I wonder if he was read in on that whole deal. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that 9-11 was an inside job. Okay? I am going to say that the footprint, the construction footprint for the World Trade Center did not include Building 7. I'm questionable as to whether or not an aircraft crashing into the middle of a building, into the upper middle of a building, is sufficient to destroy a building. And I say I'm questionable because I'm reasonably certain that that answer is actually yes. But I think it's interesting that one of the hijackers' passports just so happened to fall at the feet of an FBI agent. One of the air, think about this. You're in an airplane, you're in an airplane's cockpit. You're moving at 650, 670 miles per hour. You crash into the side of a building and your passport comes out of your pocket, goes out the windshield, out the window and floats down three blocks away to land just ever so conveniently at the feet of an FBI agent. Now, I'm not saying that's impossible. But it is sure unlikely. Now, one of the reasons why I don't believe that they actually used explosives to take down the World Trade Center is because you people don't seem to understand exactly how heavy an airplane is. You look at an airplane, you see it flying through the air, and you're like, oh, that can't be that heavy, can it? Force equals mass times acceleration. Okay? And the mass of an airplane is, those airplanes are approximately 30,000 pounds. with an additional, no, excuse me, actually closer to 50,000 pounds now that I think about it, because those were supposed to fly all the way across the country. So you're talking 767. A 767, which empty weighs 176,000 pounds. Let me say that again. The operating empty weight of a Boeing 767 is 176,000 pounds. Their takeoff weight is roughly 412,000 pounds. 412,000 pounds. Well, probably by the time they hit the building, probably right around 395. So let's just go 400,000 pounds. 400,000 pounds moving at 670 miles per hour. You don't think that's going to do some damage to a building? 
And don't get me wrong, aluminum is not a particularly durable metal, which is why the airplanes seem to get shredded <clears throat> when, it, when it flew into the World Trade Center. It's not a particularly durable metal, but at 600 miles per hour, you don't have to be particularly durable. In addition to that, you figure it hits the building, 20,000, excuse me, I actually ran the numbers on this. <laughs> 140,000 pounds. One-fourth the total weight. 140,000 pounds of fuel immediately get dispersed and mostly vaporized, like mostly atomized, like um, turn into particulate, because at that speed when you're passing like that, it's gonna make a splash and the splash is gonna turn into a spray rather quickly. And the spray is jet fuel and jet fuel is flammable. And do you see where I'm going with this? Two hundred tons of airplane. Two hundred tons of airplane slam into the side of a 1,000 foot tall building. Do you honestly think that they needed to run demolitions? No, of course not. A couple of high schoolers actually did the math, ran the numbers, did the actually did the physics calculations to find out. A couple of high schoolers, you might remember them. You very well may remember them and it'd be kind of funny. Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. You might remember them. Probably not. Dylan and Eric shot up Columbine. And in their journals, they actually ran the numbers. Think about that. These kids who shot up Columbine back in, oh, when did they shoot up Columbine? Give me just a second here. back in 1999, two years before. Dylan Claybold and Eric Harris actually took the time out to run the numbers. In 1993, the World Trade Center was bombed by, uh, by Al-Qaeda. Couple of couple of uh, box trucks or cargo vans in the basement of the in the basement parking lot of the World Trade Center. They're like, we're gonna blow it up. We're gonna bring the building down. Clearly neglected to understand exactly how big of a building they were trying to take down, because they failed. Because if you actually saw the building, a couple of box trucks, it's gonna take a lot more than a couple box trucks. It might take a one a four hundred thousand pound airplane to do it, and conveniently, after these two kids wrote about it, weird, a little, two years later, that exact thing would happen. Of course, the FBI did investigate the Columbine massacre and demonstrating that they don't have a, an original bone in their body, they decided to take that, well, Again, I'm not going to say the 9-11 was an inside job, but I do think it's kind of funny that a couple of high school kids in 1999 would noodle out how to take down the World Trade Center, and then two years later, the World Trade Center would come down. Weird, a little. By the way, if you think that the FBI doesn't have a lot to do with school shootings, maybe weren't paying close enough attention in Ivaldi.
maybe you weren't paying close enough attention in Las Vegas. Maybe you weren't paying close enough attention at the Pulse nightclub. Maybe you weren't paying close enough attention in Aurora, Colorado. Maybe we're just not paying that close enough attention. Because that militia group in Oregon, the Montana Freeman, Ted Kaczynski, Timothy McVeigh, Waco, the Branch Davidians, 9-11, Las Vegas, Pulse, Major Nadal Hassan, Well, Major Nadal Hassan might actually be completely independent. That might be that might be separate. Might be separate. Doubt it, but it could. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, the Austin, Texas bomber, that 26-year-old who was strangely enamored with building bombs and sending them and dropping them off places. Weird. Just anomalous, you know? Just odd. Anyway. Conveniently, they weren't affiliated with some of the other terrorist attacks that just never quite came to fruition. You guys might remember the Flying Dutchman with a Nigerian dude who had a bomb in his underpants. They didn't really have anything to do with that one. I'm pretty sure that's why that one didn't blow up. <clears throat> then there was the shoe bomber. You remember the shoe bomber, the guy who tried to pack C4 into his keds? and then blow them up when he got on the airplane because apparently he neglected to understand that C4 requires both heat and compression. Where'd he get the C4? Seriously, think about that for just a minute. The dude had Composition 4, had Composition C4 in his shoes. C4. I'm sorry, where do you go to get C4? Do you just head on down to the tractor supply company and pick up, oh yeah, I just need, you know, a satchel, a satchel charge of C4 and some debt cord and some this, that, and the other. I mean, is that a thing? We didn't think about it. 
It was the shoe bomber. Some dude tried to blow up his shoes by lighting them on fire, and now we have to take off our shoes when we fly. Remember that? And nobody asked, where did he get the C4? Because if it would have been Comp B, we wouldn't be talking about the shoe bomber because the shoe bomber would have been successful. But he wasn't successful because he had C4 in his shoes and not Comp B. Weird a little, isn't it? <clears throat> sure, the FBI had nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. Why, whatever would make you say such a thing? But let's fast forward to today. Because all of that, you could write most of that off as upper level echelon stuff. You know, that could be the globalist, satanic globalist cabal pulling the strings of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and them not being aware. So the guys on the ground, even in Waco, the guys of the, on the ground really didn't understand the wickedness that they were going to be involved in, right? I mean, you could say that, couldn't you? All right. <clears throat> well, let's run the numbers from this year alone. About a dozen FBI agents haul Steve Bannon off in handcuffs. Another dozen or so, a little bit more, FBI agents put Peter Navarro not just in handcuffs, but in leg irons as well as in an airport. Then about a dozen agents go up and confront Mike Lindell at a Hardee's. 36 FBI agents storm Trump's, I think it's 36 uh, FBI agents storm Mar-a-Lago in plain clothes. 15 vehicles worth of FBI agents arrest Mark Houck. I think his name is Mark. Anyway, arrest Hauk at gunpoint, at rifle point, with full SWAT gear and, and mega kit, including shields, body armor, rifles, the whole nine yards, right? 36 of them. And then that, with Mark, with Hauk, repeats itself 10 more times as granny and pro-life activists get arrested for supposedly violation of face. Which is something about obstructing the access to abortion clinics. So let's see. 11 pro-life activists, and that's 30, 60, 90, 120, 150, 180... 210, 240, 270, 300, 330, and then 6 times 11 is 66. So 390, 400 FBI agents, just with the pro-lifers, only with the pro-lifers. Then another 30 for Mar-a-Lago, another dozen for Peter Navarro, another dozen for Steve Bannon, so we're like 420, 430 territory. You think it's the same three dozen people? Oh, wait, almost forgot. Then there's the Governor Whitmer supposed kidnapping plot, where it turned out there were more FBI informants. Okay, all right. So add another two or three agents to that. Maybe, maybe six? I mean, there were, what, 16 conspirators and nine of them were agents or agents or informants? Weird much? How do I know it's not just the upper echelons? It's actually the pro-lifers that give that away. It's the arrest at rifle point in full tactical gear they give that away. How about the Boston bombing? How many FBI agents were boots on the ground at the Boston bombing? How many FBI agents were boots on the ground at Kenosha? Why is it that we have drone footage of what's supposed to be Kyle Rittenhouse attacking these three dudes? Totally doesn't look that way. You actually can't hardly tell anything. But how is it that we have drone footage at all and we don't have any access to it? That's Kenosha, Wisconsin. 
Oh, I almost forgot. The Fed Group, Patriot Front. The dark blue shirts and khaki pants dudes with the shields that strangely look designed exactly like riot shields. Weird a little, don't you think? You see where this is going? Seriously. Do you not see where this is going at this point? Assuming all of those instances were different federal agents, that means that there are somewhere in the range of right around 600 FBI agents who are corrupt to their core. So it's not just Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and Robert Mueller and Bill Barr. Yes, I said Bill Barr. It's not just Andy McCabe or Christopher Wray. Because I don't know if Christopher Wray ever served in the Dallas field office in 2012, but I know that in 2012, FBI agents managed to get a FISA warrant on one of my good friends. 2011, actually. And in 2011, they got a FISA warrant on one of my good friends to illegally surveil him with a Predator drone on U.S. territory within the U.S. national borders on a U.S. citizen. Why? Because he was actually defending his country. Because some jackalope from the cartel decided it would be a fun idea to throw a hand grenade in his sister's office. And had she been in her office at the time, she'd be dead. Lucky for her. <clears throat> I've seen the documents. I know the truth. Was my buddy innocent? Eh, not really. But he certainly wasn't guilty of what it was they were trying to charge him with. And at some point we have to get this conspiracy thing. Oh, you're conspiring to commit a crime. No, conspiring to commit a, commit a crime isn't a crime until the crime actually occurs. And I know that's painful for a lot of people because, well, wouldn't you want to stop it from happening? Well, yes. Ideally, perfect world, I would, but I could stop it just as easily with a rosary as I could with an FBI. In fact, the rosary would prove to be much more effective than the FBI because the FBI is probably going to be the one to try and chip in and make it happen. Like they probably did in Uvalde. Unless you honestly believe that an 18-year-old kid who works at Wendy's could afford $10,000 worth of rifles, two rifles, ammunition, and combat kit. And to be sure, if you believe that, I've got some beachfront property in Montana to sell you. You're going to love it. <laughs> there are 30,000, 33,000 FBI agents. It has been weaponized against Christians, against pro-lifers, against the entire conservative-esque end of the spectrum. And I say conservative-esque because let's be real, what are conservatives really conserving? Now think about this. 30 years ago, 
They would have laughed in your face if you proposed gay marriage. Now, there's not a conservative who doesn't believe that gay marriage is, not, is a viable option. So what are they conserving? I mean, we're talking about one of the four sins that cries out to heaven for vengeance. So what are they conserving? I mean, they gave up on usury. They gave up on oppressing the poor. They gave up on making sure that people were given their fair wages. They gave up on all the, they had already given up on all the other ones. So why not give up on the, on the sin that cries out to heaven for justice? What are you conserving? We're conserving freedom of speech. Really? Now, freedom of speech got us the godless society we have today. Are you still sure you want to support that? Larry Flint was one of the major stepping stones to the degeneracy going on in the schools under the guise of comprehensive sexual education. Larry Flint was the precursor to all of that. But my pornography. Isn't it interesting that you can't drop an F-bomb, but you can blaspheme? So what do you can... You can't drop an F-bomb on daytime television, but you can blaspheme. How is that right? I want you to noodle that over. Surely, blasphemy ranks up higher than an F-bomb. But then again, I mean, we put out entire movies that are nothing but blasphemy. And I'm not talking about Harry Potter or any of those, you know, those things, you know, the fantasy whatevers. I'm not talking about those. How many movies have come out about demons in the Catholic Church? And how many of them have actually been true to the way the church works? to the way natural and divine order work? Or have they instead taken things that are holy and denigrated them and derided them and blasphemed them? Oh, but we don't want to seem like bigots. And while we're busy trying to not seem like bigots, now the FBI has basically become Joe Biden's Gestapo. Not like they weren't always the Gestapo. But they were a little more subtle about it in the past. They didn't raid the homes of former presidents. They didn't haul off advisors to presidents in leg irons in the middle of an airport. They didn't do it to Scooter Libby. Scooter Libby went to prison for five years for perjury. They didn't haul him, they didn't perp walk him. Sandy Berger didn't get perp walked. And if anybody needs to get perp walked, let's see, it'd be Tony Podesta, John Podesta, Hillary Clinton. Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Bob Mueller, Christopher Wray, Andy McCabe, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, Kevin McCarthy, Adam Kinzinger, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Ted Kennedy could have stood to be perp-walked, he kills a 16-year-old girl and gives a press conference about it. Gets elected to the Senate for 30 more years. How's that work? Lindsey Graham? The video footage that's out now with Lindsey Graham and John McCain should actually have them getting perp... Well, not John McCain because thankfully he's dead. <clears throat> but should actually have Lindsey Graham perp-walked for treason.
but they're not going to perp walk him for treason because he's doing exactly what Joe Biden's trying to do, who should also be perp walked right out of the White House. But they should perp, perp walk him out the front door of the White House, straight to the guillotine, right at the front by the gate. Because you're talking about a corrupt, bribe-taking, influence-peddling, traitorous pedophile. Ain't gonna do it, though. Nobody's gonna do that one. Oh, goodness gracious, could you imagine what this country would pop off like if somebody tried to assassinate his corrupt ass? Could you imagine what would happen? Oh, man... Maybe that's the next plan. Wouldn't that be appropriate? Think about it. He's come out hard about white supremacy and racism in America. He's come out hard about white nationalists in America being the new domestic terrorists. Wouldn't it be appropriate for the FBI to stage his assassination? I mean, it would certainly save him the indignity of dying in an Alzheimerific fit. They could make bronze busts of him as he stands heroically staring out squinty-eyed and completely unknowing. Could you imagine what would happen? I mean, forget about Kamala Harris. Forget about her. Like, nobody cares, okay? Let's be real. But could you imagine what would happen if Joe Biden were assassinated? In the state that the FBI and the DEA and the ATF, NSA, CIA, and the other 15 intelligence organizations, not to mention the oodles and oodles of corrupt law enforcement agencies across the country, could you imagine what would happen if he got capped? And they could have some dim-witted Antifa dude go take the fall for it. It wouldn't matter one way or the other. Nobody's going to look that closely into him. If anything, they could zip it up like what's-his-nuts from Las Vegas. Could you imagine? Maybe that's going to be the big thing. I don't know. It just occurred to me how diabolically delicious an outcome like that would be. And the FBI is just the sort to do it. I mean, there's not a whole lot of love lost amidst, amidst the Biden family. Hunter Biden has Joe Biden saved as pedo Pete in his phone. Ashley Biden has written about how she's still traumatized for the fact that he took showers with her when she was 12. The only thing that the only one who would really be hurt by it would be Dr. Jill Biden because she wouldn't be really in the White House for too much longer, would she? She'd have to find some other way to be meaningful, to be significant, to actually be relevant. Man. Anyway, you think they're on your side? You think it's you think it's only at the upper echelons? What about all those people who had to do the dirty work? What about all those people who had to cover up all of the inconsistencies with 9/11? What about all those people who had to cover up the Boston bombing? What about all those people who had to cover up for Whitey Bulger? What about all those people who had to cover who had to cover up for the mafia in the 60s and 70s? Where do you find a law enforcement agent who spends that much time trying to supposedly take these people down? Where do you find these heroes? Because I'm going to tell you right now. They're only in fiction. It's only in tele it's only on television.
It's only on television shows like Bones. Which, don't get me wrong, was an enjoyable TV show. I think David Boreanaz is a great actor. I think everybody involved in that television show were great actors. It's a great show. I loved it. It was a great show. But it was fiction. Based on some books. That's all. Nothing real about it. <clears throat> I gotta be honest with you, I, I don't intend to talk about this topic again. I think with this episode, I can finally put the FBI crap to bed. We can finally put the law enforcement stuff to bed. We're done. If things change and it shifts back in the other direction, maybe, maybe we'll do something to be like, hey, it looks like things are improving. But until then, disband the FBI. Disband the FBI, disband the NSA, disband the CIA, disband all 17 intelligence agencies, disband the entire Department of Homeland Security, disband the ATF and the DEA. Disband! Don't fold their operations in somewhere else. Get rid of them. You fold their operations in somewhere else, that means you're going to have to put them... That means the people are going to carry over. That means the filth is going to just move to another agency. Disband. And maybe, maybe pass a constitutional amendment to set them back up. Otherwise, forget about it. Disband them. Get rid of them all. Because if I was able to name in this last year almost 500 provably corrupt FBI agents, and we only got 14 whistleblowers out of 33,000 FBI agents, screw yourself. Take the badge off, take the uniform off, take whatever, and get out. Get out. And all the other agencies who have been buying ammunition and buying guns, all of them, Department of Education, get out of here. We don't need a Department of Education. You've, you've done so well, you got purple-haired psychopaths teaching children, that teaching boys that they're not boys and girls that they're not boys. Get out of here with it. Get out. At this point, disband the whole federal government, take it apart brick by brick, and leave the buildings, the empty husks, standing as a monument to the hubris of a pagan, satanic nation. I think that's a good place to stop. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.